Future Cops, released July 15th, 1993. Uh, the story of well-known future cops of Street Fighter fame going back in time to stop M. Bison. I'm Dylan Vento. And I'm Nick Nundall. And this is Attract Mode. Uh, we're not joined by one Joseph Ryan Wetmore. He's not here. This. He missed out. <laughs> he on decided the to bow first, out. <laughs> the first amazing movie of our podcast. <laughs> the first? Would you say is the first? I mean, obviously, I love uh, Mario Brothers. I love Mortal Kombat, and there has been a number of surprises in between the yeah. beginning and now. I, I, this movie though. I loved this movie, (laughs) mostly because it caught me so off guard because it looks like it's going to be so bad. Yeah. Um, But because it's competent as a film as well. It's very low budget. It's very silly, but it lands its own fiction pretty well. Like yeah, and its we, own fiction doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but right. it still we were, works within its. Confines. We were going in with like a like so bad it's good. The room troll two level of quality expectation. Uh, yeah, making fun of it, and instead we got like this movie that said, "Hey, what if we did like a bunch of Looney Tunes esque humor, but with real people?" Yeah, like like it's very comedic and i think the comedy like works because it's so silly and just kind of like comes out of nowhere cuz you expect it to be like a generic action movie and it's yeah. it's it's not and i mean and to clarify it is a it's a foreign language film it's a, it's a chinese hong kong cinema film um that uh involves the characters from street fighter but has none of the actual names of any of the Street Fighter characters because they could not license the right. official characters. So they're all just knockoffs. If Wikipedia is to be believed, to be believed wow, I stumbled down. Uh, it does uh, seem be, like they be, tried be, to to uh, to actually license them, but just couldn't do it. And we're like, well, keep going anyways. <laughs> and so they, they just ran with it and made all these characters have different names. Um, and, and none of the characters... Like visually, you know who is who just because you can piece and puzzle it together if you're familiar with Street Fighter. But yeah. I would never cast any of these actors as the characters they portray in this film. Yeah, maybe maybe one or two, but for sure. the most part, they are not the visual representations of those characters I would choose normally. And yet, everyone did a great job. Everyone was comedic and and well like uh, just well suited to the f- format of this film, if not to Street Fighter in general. Um. It was fun. It's uh, you mentioned the Looney Tunes thing. There's another movie I wanted to bring up called Cutie Honey. It was the first time I saw something like this. Um, there's, I think there's two Cutie Honey films, but it's the first one. It's the earlier one. Um, basically, it's it was just like it's kind of got like a little bit of a Power Rangersy budget, you know, action uh, kind of concept, but also it's true to life anime behavior and and comedy stuff brought into live action film 
And I think this movie is doing the exact same thing. They're really inspired by anime and they nail it. They pull off perfect goofiness and you've already accepted all those tropes before if you've ever seen an anime before. So you just kind of convert them into real life. There's, there's um, a scene where someone produces like a spiked club out of nowhere. There's another scene yeah. where someone gets hit on the head and they have a giant like cartoonish welt on the yeah. top of their head. Yeah. Um, that looks kind of gross when it's rendered it realistically. Because it's like red and under hair and stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like with all that. And then there's also like a, a weird time travel action plot involved with Street Fighter characters. So it's just it totally really kinda, unnecessary. But worked anyways yeah yeah but it's entertaining like i'm not gonna say like it's a good movie from the perspective of like oh it's such a well-told piece of cinema it's just like this is a very entertaining movie like it very rarely like like there's like a lull in the middle um but it doesn't last as long as it could have especially Mm -hmm. in some movies that we've seen where it's just like oh my god it's just like really poorly paced like exposition uh, you know, I think of the Digimon movies yeah. or like some of the fighting <laughs> yes. game animes we've seen where it's like, all right, now this whole scene, there's like, there's no fighting. There's no nothing. We're just going to talk and talk a lot to explain why you should care right off the bat. Since you bring that up, this movie knows it doesn't have time to waste. Like the, the even the subtitles were going too fast for us to keep up with at first with the initial plot points. It was rapid fire the whole way through and the only thing they could have done to cut it down is that lull you're talking about. If they had taken that and shortened it into like a proper montage of what we think of as a movie montage today, I think that would have helped that and also delivered the same thing. They were just doing a bunch of quick beat comedy moments, but like as full scenes and yeah. it, it, it hit pacing pretty hard, unfortunately for that moment, but you get over that and then you're back into everything's happening so fast and then it's over. I did not feel like this movie dragged my soul up through the floor, you know, <laughs> like it, it was fun to watch the whole time. We genuinely, we watched it together uh, or remotely together. We laughed out loud multiple times, just like, like burst out laughing. Like right. that's a good experience. And and most of those laughs were like, you know, what were, were intentional on the part of the creators, right? It wasn't like we were laughing out. Yeah, it was. We were laughing. like, oh, they made a funny joke here. Yeah. And some of the jokes don't land, to be fair. Like, some of them are dumb, bad jokes, but the movie doesn't waste your time with a dumb, bad joke. It moves on to the next joke, you know? So, like, it's rapid fire enough that you can deal with it. Um, So we should get into it. We should go from the beginning. So, um... Like we said, all the characters... Most of the cast are, are Street Fighter facsimiles but they couldn't get the likenesses. So they don't use the actual names of the street fighter cast. They use alternative names that they've created. So I just kind of want to run down the list of, uh, at least the, the, the people that are introduced at the beginning of the movie, what their names are, uh, within the film and what they're called and what, the, and what street fighter characters they're supposed to represent. And then from then on out, we'll, we'll just refer to them call them street fighter names. By because street we're lazy. Names. Exactly. Um, so at the beginning of this movie, we have we have you have two teams. You have you have the good team, and the evil team. On the good team is uh, T Man, who is Vega, which for some reason is on the good side. Uh, you have Broomhead, which is Guile. Uh, you have Lung, which is Ryu, and you have Sing, who is Dalsim. That's those are those are the heroes. Um, on the evil side, you have Kent, who is Ken. 
you playing have evil in contrast to Vega playing good. Right, exactly. Uh, you have Ty King, which is Sagat, and you have Toyota, which is E Honda, which <laughs> so is very just clever, incredible, <laughs> incredible. And then uh, Honda, Sagat, and and Ken are all working for the General, which is M Bison. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny what they choose to like uh, keep true to the source material and what they choose to like have completely different so like guile broomhead has like you know the tall stacked hair like he has in the games except it's it's a little different than he has in the games it's not like the wide fan yeah. of hair it's a very it's like, straight brush it's like marge simpson it's like literally bright as frankenstein because yeah, it's black and he has like a shock of like blonde or white in it mm-hmm. um or like vega doesn't have like a full face mask he has like a uh, it's just a half face, like a fan of the like, opera, um, right? Exactly. Or the the guy in the guy in Mortal Kombat, whose name I'm blanking on. Oh, Kano. Um, Kano. Yeah, he has like a Kano kind of third of his face, just metal plate um, that can come off, um, and, and does come off for most of the movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, so you he forget really who only that has character it. is. Yeah, he really only has it for this beginning part to establish his character as Vega. Right. Or um, any of the other ones. Ken doesn't have blonde hair. He has black hair and then he has a, uh, a yellow streak. Yeah. A, little, a yellow streak. Um, but yeah. Dulcim. Dulcim and, and E Honda look pretty close. I don't know I'd about s- that. I, I would never have guessed Dulcim was Dulcim. So in game Dulcim, uh, in original, like in the 90s Street Fighter, bald head with uh, paint, paint yeah. streaks. This yeah. guy black kind of uh, black hair with red streaks painted in you know dyed into it um also just doesn't look like obviously everyone everyone is uh a hong kong or uh, i don't know what you say china native presumably uh mm-hmm. so nobody is you know international as far as like a typical street fighter cast is um but he is playing the bit of being like you know he he's always holding his hands together like he's praying and yeah. always always moving his neck because he's stretchy um like like dulcim or like mr fantastic um but i don't know i just like he's someone i would have never cast as dulcim if i had a choice of casting sure. right but he does yeah, great but in this movie not uh, yeah. not to complain about him at all um but yeah and e honda at least looks like e honda like he's a big it, it, you could easily he's, imagine that guy being a sumo whether he is or not so whatever right. he's dressed as a sumo wrestler um he's not he's not shirtless he like he has like right. a gi on or something um yeah the doll the doll one cracked me up because like within the first couple minutes of this movie he's immediately like using his stretchy limbs and mm-hmm. i'm like this is already like better than yeah <laughs> the fucking you know jean-claude van damme street fighter movie where Dalsim does nothing yeah the entire movie i mean multiple times throughout this opening sequence we're like already we're calling out moves that represent in-game moves you know like the crescent strike is i think what he calls it in this yeah, movie or his, some crescent sonic blast. boom yeah. yeah it looks like the video game interpretation they went they, they they took the pieces they wanted to represent from these characters and the actors they had and the budget they had and everything else and they used it they did it right uh, as far as just having fun with it and having it visually call yeah. back. So yeah. th- mistakes, or I don't want to say mistakes, uh, flaws aside, uh, it, it, it works. Everything works with that. Yeah. All right. So starting off, we, uh, we get kind of like a, like 
overview shot, kind of like a panning shot through like this futuristic city. Uh, we get a subtitle that says Hong Kong 2043. And then in traditional like faux cyberpunk future f- fashion, you have like this giant TV screen just out in the middle of nowhere reading the news headline. And it's talking about how M. Bison has been imprisoned and he's about to go to trial. Mm-hmm. And there's this very well-known judge that is going to <laughs> oversee the trial. Um yeah. And then we get a cut down to a man who is Sagat, and we know it's Sagat because he has an eye patch. Uh, driving it's the only way we know, right? Driving a like jeep through like some sort of like industrial facility or like military complex or something. Yeah, and, he, and he's being chased by <laughs> single person hovercrafts that are chasing him and shooting like at flying him. surfboards, basically right. with with soldiers on top exactly shooting at him with lasers yeah and that's your there's like a seat they like shoot at him and like the the jeep like tumbles and spins out he like jumps down and it explodes it's just like super over the top there's fog machines everywhere there's so much fog it's like <laughs> yeah. overloaded with fog but that's right. okay because it makes the lasers look cooler and and he does at some point grab a machine gun and like just casually like shoot uh, you know this sprays this group with one like wave of his arm and kills like eight people with one shot or you know one sweep yeah blows uh, up a couple of blows up a couple of the hovercrafts yeah but they do they they chase him down he runs into a facility where he meets up with uh the the, the other yeah. <laughs> they call them future bastards at some point in the movie and i feel like that's just the best way to refer to their group <laughs> yeah there's future, the future cops bastards. and there's future bastards right um so the other future bastards uh which well, would be candy you know, honda nick, nick all future cops are future bastards <laughs> how did i not like immediately put that together when they said it oh yeah okay all right <laughs> so uh the the future bastards explain very quickly like too fast to read quickly that this judge is picked and if they go back in time they can brainwash him into letting the general and bison off yeah. so that's what they're going to do they're going to travel to when the judge is 20 which is a curious choice to specify that because later we meet you know whatever uh we'll get into that but um they yeah. they they had si- back they in simultaneously time. They-, they simultaneously know a lot about their target and know yes. nothing about their target. <laughs> That's a good, great way to say it. They jump back in time. So then Ryu and the other future cops have to report back to their boss and say, hey, what are they doing? The boss happens to have all the details and says they went back in time. They're going to ch- brainwash the judge. You have to go back in time. Everyone except Ryu for reasons we don't really get an oh, answer. Oh no, he for. says he yeah. says he <laughs> says. Oh, I'm not sending Ryu back because he's my wife's brother, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want my wife to be mad at me and endanger her brother. But no reason from an uh, like a meta perspective, yeah. like why they would include Ryu and not send him back in time in this movie. Exactly, especially um, since he's like the main character of Street Fighter. Right. <laughs> I just I hope that the director was just like I don't like Ryu that much. <laughs> Like, I would em. love that. Fuck them. Um, they also so, cover how uh, the 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 future cops all have chips implanted in their brains that yes. for for some reason electrocute them if they lie. <laughs> yeah, for no. Even though it's there's so a lot of lying, important. there's a lot of 
maybe not outright like stating a falsehood, but there is a lot of uh, 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 misdirection. Yeah. On well, the part maybe, of the future Maybe we cops. should say this if we haven't already. Maybe we did. This movie is a comedy. It is. Yeah. It is outright trying to be a comedy the whole way through. And it really is just using Street Fighter characters to tell a comedy story, which is part of why I love it, because trying to tell a story with those characters that's honest to those characters in their plots is bound to be boring. Yeah. But this seen is that already too many times. Yeah. This is just using familiar icons in a comedy story, which makes it a lot more fun. Um, so, some of those icons, not even from street fighter. Some yeah. might be from other properties that <laughs> right. we'll cover, but the, the not lying thing is clearly a contrivance just for comedy. And it is kind of like, well, you didn't need that. Like, yeah, you, you could have made things work without that. They could have lied and been bad liars. They kind of are anyway. Um, but, uh, so they get sent back in time and then we kind of cut to dealing with, someone in 1993 which is when the movie you know the the back in time part of the movie takes place um Mm -hmm. so this character's name is chan tai hung thank you and do you want to pick up here and 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 launch into his opening sure so chan tai hung um who uh he is a student at so so the the future cops of the future bastards get sent back to 1993 specifically mm-hmm. and they say we're going to go back in time to when the judge was a student at this school like that's 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 what we know about him we know he's a student at the school um and we have to go at this certain time so at the same time that they're looking for the judge uh we then cover uh, uh we, we we kind of jump ahead before the the future cops and bastards get to the past and we're covering the school that the judge goes to and there's a bunch of different students like there's like this one weird guy who has like this like super pompadour he has like hair yeah. that like stretches out of foot mm-hmm. um and it's just like just a bunch of students going to the school one of the students is uh chan tai hung who <laughs> we learn is like this guy that is like constantly picked on at school he like everyone hates him for some reason yeah, and at some he, point like, when he's in he's introducing himself for no reason because the character definitely already knows him that he's introducing himself to but he says everyone calls me old bag because i'm 28 and i'm still in school right <laughs> so <laughs> so he's like a loser or a looser as the subtitles sometimes mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. um but he he is still in secondary school, like high school, but he's 28, which I don't know what the rules are in, in Hong Kong, but at that point, they it just kind of like, like that would they not just be brush allowed. you out. They just yeah. go like, here, here's your GED. Get on with yeah. your life. Um, and he's just like constantly picked on by the other students. Um, it's also kind of hard to tell how old the actors actually are, because like if he is 28, if he's playing a 28 year old. The other students in the class don't look that much younger than him. Right. Yeah. It's, so. it's hard to figure out. And I think that maybe I hope I hope that's a meta joke because there's so many films where older actors are playing children sure. yeah. and it's just like they're going to call it out in a weird way. And this movie is how it feels. And I, I think that works. Yeah. Um, um, he gets, so he gets, a, he gets into a, a fight with like a bully. Um, <laughs> do we want to go into what I, there's some weird stuff in this movie? Yeah. Uh, he gets into a fight with a bully because I guess he's talking to a girl that the bully likes. Um, you mentioned the bringing out the spiked club at one point, like that comes out in this fight where he's, he tries to use it to defend against the bully, but the bully hits him with it. 
Um, and then he accidentally hits the headmaster of the school with the spiked club, right. which gets him punished having to clean the like sidewalk out in front of the school yeah. or whatever the, the common grounds uh, by scrubbing it like on his knee, not even on his knees, like in like a frog pose. Yeah. No, no. Very, he's very like bizarre. Cr- crouched down and he's like scrubbing it with his hands. And then he's wearing a sign on his back that says something to the effect of like, I will never, I will not hit the headmaster again or I will not, you know, disobey the headmaster. But something there's like a that. moment here <laughs> that I don't, I'm almost hesitant yeah. to bring up. Yeah. I, I don't want to <laughs> say it verbatim, but let's just say he is scrubbing the grounds um, with this, you know, giant brush, uh, this hand brush. And students are still walking by and going to class and making fun of him. And he threatens to commit sexual assaults. Multiple times. Multiple times against multiple classmates. I don't know why. And it, and we, we are of the opinion pr- probably this is a mistranslation of some kind or, yeah. or it's just like a phrasing thing that is weird. I don't know. Yeah. But he says yeah. this multiple times and then it never like comes up again so this movie is pretty good about setups and payoffs but this thing thankfully is just a bit for this scene and no more uh weird stuff don't know what to say about that but we move on uh basically this is to set up how much of a how much of a just like loser uh, looser as we said this character is he's constantly in trouble constantly uh failing and then he goes home and his mom, who seems like just the sweetest lady in the world, is trying to pep him up. His sister mm-hmm. is uh, his older sister is in college, and she lives at home as well. And they they fight the way siblings do, which includes chainsaws and axes and other things. <laughs> right. Um, yes. She she answers the door for like the plumber because they have like the a mom leak in yeah. their kitchen. And while her while the mom and the plumber are like discussing what needs to be done, like at the threshold. <laughs> In the background is just yeah them chasing each other with like more and more dangerous weapons. So it's like a bat, and then it's like a rake or a backhoe, and then like a chainsaw, and then at one point she is shoving him into like a trash can. Yeah, and like beating and it's like, him with the lid. Right, and it's obviously like just a a dummy that they're using because like you see like the legs are deflating and crumpling in a very like unconventional way, which I love. I think dummies as like a comedy bit are just they're just fucking yeah. hilarious they use and this so movie much. yes this movie uses it heavily and yeah. i don't mind any time it does it and it does other weird like similar things with like body mm-hmm. contortion and stuff that just right i don't care how bad it yeah. looks it looks funny but so it's like it sometimes they'll throw like a dummy and then mm-hmm. sometimes they'll put the dummy on a wire to make yes. it look a little more realistic but you can still obviously tell it's a dummy yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how bad it looks if it conveys the joke and that yeah this scene does that uh so well great physical comedy like you said while we were watching it um the they they kind of set up that the mom is i, I don't know what i guess the the there's lots of jokes here as just like kind of teen comedy jokes the mom is desperate to uh, get her plumbing fixed, and the yep. plumber interprets that as you must be like a horny housewife, and right, you're coming and on, you're to trying me. to seduce her. Yeah. Um, then later, the mom does end up dating somebody, so she is like she's on the prowl a little bit. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. Uh, but uh, there's there's setup of the mom, setup of the sister, 
and then the brother basically we go to him being like upset that oh no the friend the friend gets set up here as well that's right yes um there is a uh, a female best friend who we assume there's going to be some romantic tension with they're hanging out in his room and this is just mm-hmm. a just a like camera director joke basically uh, the two of them are having close-ups on their face. They're sitting there talking. They're having like a sentimental heart-to-heart about how hard life is for this character. And you keep seeing uh, her reach out her hand and then him getting touched on the face and uh, him like rolling his face into her hand. And then her saying how good of friends they are and he takes off his shirt. And then it like shoots the camera wide out and she's reaching out her hand to like a stuffed animal across the room and he is touching his own face and <laughs> right. with his hand yeah yes. uh yeah this his friend's name is Choi nay yes um, and she shows up a lot in the movie um this is after he got rejected by uh, uh a classmate that he mm-hmm. really likes at school which again huge age difference here yes <laughs> like within the context of the film presumably um, we really don't know we, she could be older we we don't know sure um, but that but that character is uh sue Y, who he kind of like uh you know watches from afar when he's like scrubbing the floors um mm-hmm. and he refers to as a crab angel that's right <laughs> yeah um, and then there's a scene where Crab Angel comes up to him and, and she's like, hey, do you like me? It's like, do you want to go hang out? And then it turns into like a weird like 80s softcore porn where they're like in a classroom by themselves and she's just sitting like on top of one of like the chemistry like desktops. And she's like, oh, it's so hot in here. And she starts like unbuttoning her school uniform and then like makes him try to undress and then after he undresses, she opens up the classroom door and there's just like a bunch of people outside. One person's got a film camera and then everyone else has like silly string and they all rush him and then just like spray him with silly string. And then he runs home yeah. embarrassed. <laughs> um, but that's why he's like kind of opening up to uh, his actual friend Choi Nae. Right. Yeah. Because the girl he likes rejected him and humiliated him. Um in the so, Street Fighter movie, <laughs> in, yeah, this, at this point, in this this time travel Street it, Fighter it, movie, it's been like twenty minutes since we've seen a Street Fighter. <laughs> at this point, we're just getting all of this teen comedy drama stuff. Yeah. Um, so the kid is outside. He's drinking beers. Yes. Uh, there, there's so many random age. bits. Uh, could we talk about the giant can bit? Yes. He's yes. throwing his beers at God and yelling at God. <laughs> yes. And, and cursing he throws, his name. He throws one beer up. And it disappears into the sky. And he's like, what? It doesn't come back? And then a giant can of beer, like 10 feet long, crashes down onto his patio. And (laughs) he starts shouting at God again. And I don't know if the joke there is that God threw a can of beer down at him or what the fuck is happening. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if that's the actual interpretation. That's like a God-sized can of beer. I I interpret it as like the time vortex like did something funny with the matter and made it made it bigger. But I like yours way better. Well, because at this very moment, you could be right. It is the time vortex because lightning crashes very Terminator-esque. Yeah. The time vortex opens and the future cops emerge and explain their plot they are here for uh a a, the judge when he's young to save him from these other future bastards and because the time vortex picked this house and he was there and he goes to the same school 
our main character old bag is going to have to have to help them against his will (laughs) like he's like you have to get out of here and they're like nope time vortex (laughs) shows you this contrivance is something you will have to accept yeah this is our time their future cops headquarters now yeah uh which which yeah they they then don't want the mom and sister to know right which if you're willing to tell this kid why are you trying to keep it secret from other people yeah i don't know but in order to get him to agree they they sort of say like so you're a loser right you you don't get anything you want your grades suck you can't get the girl you can't get your dreams you won't get a dream job uh we'll help you get those things we'll help coach you protect you that kind of thing we'll beat up your bullies if you let us have our base here again bizarre contrivance doesn't matter the 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 logic of this movie is very flawed except that it works within its own bubble right yeah if you just yeah. accept this universe as itself everything is fine uh so (laughs) this is kind of when things begin to slow down we get Mm -hmm. um uh most of this oh okay so who who came back we have dulcim vega and um uh and guile guile yeah guile and vega are gonna stay home dulcim is gonna go to school to Mm -hmm. be this kid's maid and we say kid they call him kid he is 28 (laughs) Right. So really not a kid. Also, his Filipino like they, they explicitly say his Filipino maid because yeah. his bully, the guy with the pompadour, the ridiculous pompadour, brings the Filipino maid to school. Yeah. And he's like the talk of the town because of it. I don't I don't understand this. Um This is this is some nineteen nineties dated behavior plus another culture's behavior, so it hopefully things have aged away from that kind of right. like yeah. way of looking at things but i guess made is gender neutral because like you yeah know, they don't they don't they don't try to dress up dull scene to present as female they're just like this is my maid yeah he's filipino yeah <laughs> to rival your filipino maid i guess i don't we need to talk about uncle richard real quick because uncle richard is also introduced yeah. here yeah um so uh while the, the the future cops show up at uh old old bag's door his mom had gone out on a date and had since returned um with someone who she refers to as uncle richard mm-hmm. uh to the kids um and and, and to cover up what well, go ahead they're having a sort of standard uh romantic evening uh, to begin with and, and i might be i might be messing up where you were going with this i apologize uh their their romantic evening is going sort of well you know until he speaks english and she loses her fucking shit and she loves it she wants him it's very like speak french to me Uh, she she is literally overcome with lust yes because Uh, this man is is speaking english he starts singing london bridge is falling down at some point just any Um, english words drive her wild right which is a, a dumb bit but it works yeah um but yeah so i just i just wanted to set up uncle richard here because Mm -hmm. uh you know this isn't the last we'll see of uncle Uncle richard for some reason right a character who should be a throwaway uh is actually surprisingly important um yeah yeah, and then they have some moments here where they almost catch the like the future cops while they're like having their weird english romance (laughs) thing but it doesn't really pay off to anything there she starts freaking out because she thinks she sees dulcim because dulcim is like stretching up onto the second floor of the house and then uncle Mm -hmm. richard's like uh i'm gonna go because you're like 
yeah. acting weird. <laughs> is, I have to practice my English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which okay. is a euphemism, as we all know. Right. <laughs> so um, at the school, the bully tries to start some crap uh, with Old Bag because Old Bag has a maid and he has a maid and he's like, hey, you can't steal my thing. Um, <laughs> this is my thing, the Filipino maid. That's my bit. I mean, that very much is how he presents it. Um, so he tries to beat up the kid, but Dalsim, being a street fighter, uses his stretchy abilities, totally embarrasses this kid, uh, uh, beats, not, doesn't really beat him up, but just kind of like, maybe beats up some of his buddies, kind of just humiliates them, mm-hmm. and then ends up, uh, the, the spiked club gets brought out again, at which point yes. he, he forces the bully to accidentally hit the headmaster so that the headmaster will punish the bully in the exact same way that the main character was humiliated. And now the, the whole dynamic of the school has pivoted at this point. He was a loser, but now he's like king of the school and the bully is the loser and the street fighters are helping him, which is not what I could have ever predicted for a street fighter movie. Yeah. It's a street (laughs) fighter movie, you know, where they help a kid become a hero at his own school and humiliate his bully. Yeah. Um, so this is, yeah, this is the slowdown. Basically we get scene after scene of things that help bolster the main heroes, well, hero in loose terms, uh, his, his popularity at school, right? Like kind of doesn't matter from here. All of these scenes until maybe the sporting event. Um, I think before that there's the, there's, uh, so only Dulcine comes to school with old bag and then back at the house we have, guile and vega even afraid and at this point vega has like taken off his his yeah, metal mask given up on it entirely yeah yeah um uh and we haven't seen that character without his metal mask so you're like who is this yeah um I, we both thought it was ryu at first we were like we it's gotta be but he didn't yeah. come back yeah it yeah. was very strange but uh uh they're like eating a leather boot in old bag's bedroom yeah. because they refuse to like leave the bedroom Actually, so that's caught? the thing. You can eat leather. I'm pretty sure they were just eating a sneaker, not leather, <laughs> like oh, okay. like fake leather and and rubber and stuff. And they were just yeah. like, "Huh, this tastes weird." Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we learn they can eat leather. They sneak out of the room when the sister goes looking for her turtles because she loves turtles, a mm-hmm. character trait that gets mentioned again but doesn't mean anything. I like turtles. Um, yeah. Uh. But while she's looking for her turtle, they go down and they're like, "Ah, the refrigerator," and they open it up. And then it cuts to them eating the physical refrigerator. <laughs> yes. A nonsense bit. Means nothing. Has no purpose in this film. But, but it's whatever. Great. Yeah. It's um, great regardless. So the sister catches them here. It really doesn't mean anything though when this no. happens because like she catches them, they they have a bizarre class discussion where they're like, We're uh, the brother comes home, he hits them and chases them away from the sister. And she's like, why are you hitting them? And he says, because they're poor and I pay them. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to beat them. Um, But he convinces the sister that these people can be in the house because they they are hired by him to sort of help around the house, which only matters for another scene with the sister when she runs into Vega in the brother's room. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that gets them talking basically. Um, do we jump to that now? What do you want to do? Yeah, because that's because that's before the the sporting event, I believe. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So they. Ex- 
I do want to say though that at this point they don't recognize Guile as a person <laughs> because they pretend to use Guile as a broom because yes. he's broom man and, and he's just holding a dummy by like the belt and legs and sweeping the whole dummy across the floor like a broom uh yeah broomhead is taken very literally here um they have like a weird like uh, uh it looks like like a like a like a tickling toy of some kind but it's meant to be like a taser yes um and they place that directly on broomhead's crotch um because she assumes that he's not a human being but is in fact a broom a broom um, with a crotch a broom with a yeah a weirdly convenient space there um and uh electrocutes him he likes it <laughs> i think <laughs> i don't know it's lots of physical humor lots of bizarre comedy that's the kind of stuff you have to watch this for to appreciate though we can't yeah. tell you these jokes yeah, even yeah, though yeah. we've tried too many times already <laughs> so um uh okay so in the room uh vega and the sister start talking and that just leads to vega deciding that hey i like this sister um and the brother comes in and he's like you can't court my sister and vega like very vaguely threatens him and he's like no of course you can of course you can (laughs) um at which point leads to vega taking the sister to the local mall Yep. Um, this does play in with some like greater world building and also a bizarre scene. They're walking around the mall. They're talking. Oh, um, the sister before this, I'm sorry, before this happens, the sister does hold him, uh, to the flame when she, when she finds him in the room, she's like tackles him to the ground and is like, you're a future cop, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <which> is, <laughs> I know what that means. I know the concept of future cops. At no point in this film has future cop been brought up right. with her, uh, the existence of them, the potential, but she knows. Yeah. And she, she makes him, uh, answer. And of course, future cops can't lie because they have that, that anti-lying technology. <laughs> right. So when he attempts to present, pretend he's not, he gets shocked then he gives in yeah. and now this he, scene at the mall is both him courting her and also her attempt to like learn more about the future yeah. so he also says that please don't make me lie again i will die from electrocution <laughs> if i say yeah. another lie like it's, it's pretty it's, severe like it's fucking hobbs and shaw it's like three shocks will kill a man <laughs> nice <laughs> so uh while they're at the mall they um <laughs> they discover that there's an arcade machine or a set of arcade machines street fighter 2 yeah. is in there in the bank uh but um in the bank in the bank of machines oh, okay the, the array of machines there is one street fighter 2 uh but while this is happening uh uh i'm trying to figure out how to describe it that vega says that in the future they have a different technology for video games basically and pulls out a device which transports these two characters into the world of the video game right and not picking street fighter in their street fighter movie (laughs) right they show up in mario on what looks like like a school stage production like cardboard blocks (laughs) and of super mario brothers of super mario brothers um they have mustaches uh and, <laughs> and, and she, which, I, I need, I need, I, let me take, let me take yes, please, driver's seat because yes, because they both, they both go into Super Mario Brothers, which there was a arcade version of Super Mario yeah, Brothers that exists. 
um and they both go they're both they're wearing the overalls and they're wearing the hats their hats don't have m's on them they have w's they, mm-hmm. they have like buttons on the caps they That's look legally like, like distinct mario but there is an <laughs> m on her shirt there's an m on her shirt um and, they, and they're like weird palette swaps i think they're both wearing red and green but yes. one of them has like a red shirt and green overalls the other one has yeah. like a green shirt and red overalls and it's enough they, that you get the idea that it's Mario. It doesn't have yeah. to be Mario. And the sister looks at Vega and she's like, you have a mustache now. And he goes, so do you. And she like feels her face, not where her mustache would be, but around like her cheeks. Which is interesting because the subtitle says you have a beard. Right. Yes. And, and neither of them does. But that's just weird translation yeah. thing. But then, yes, she doesn't feel where a mustache would be. Right. And then she's like oh i'm a she's like i have a mustache and then she feels her chest and then she's like oh okay (laughs) everything's fine but uh so yeah so then they promptly shave their mustaches off and then what the they they're just hanging out in in super mario brothers the the shaving thing is the best part because he says here i'll shave it off of you and turns her around away from the camera it's first uh-huh. of all the mustache is we shouldn't we should have said this it's clearly like a cardboard cutout of a mustache it well, is not one, well isn't one of them like way more realistic looking than the other one like, i one don't of them recall has, like, one of them has like a comically like large barbershop quartet fake looking like cardboard cutout yeah, mustache, one is smaller for sure and one has like a Hers salvador dolly pencil mustache that looks more realistic but still not realistic like sure. not real yeah um Look, we're, we're watching a 480p video so if, you know it's true but he turns her away from the camera and then like reaches for her face with one hand and we hear a sound that i can't tell if it was coming from him because he's kind of obscured by her or right. is meant to be an in-world sound effect yeah just really but bad it's, fully it's clearly a person going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 so good um so he like peels her mustache off with that sound then turns himself around and does it to himself just because they don't want to wear mustaches for the rest of the scene i guess you get it mario brothers blah 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 plumbers italian there's some sexual tension here um he asks her how you court a woman uh because this is the world building this is incredible because he doesn't know how to court a woman from his time because you can't have sex in the future because the entire planet is afraid of AIDS because it got out of control and the only way to stop it is if nobody has sex anymore. Just what? Just like so many things hitting at once, just like this, like post AIDS epidemic, like commentary i was like we have to be fearful of this now but like also uh, like no wild like it's also like oddly dystopian it's like no yeah. like weird no health care no no attempt to like combat the aids crisis except for abstinence only contraception right and this being in a future as we will learn we learn in like almost immediate next scene or somewhere around here. I'm admitting like some of the timeline is a little bit lost on me, but in a, in a very close scene, we learn that they have the ability to give people superpowers, uh, which is where all the street fighter powers come from through technology. So they have that ability, but they can't cure AIDS. So they have to all just be abstinent. Bizarre. 
Um, so that leads to her explaining that if you want to court someone, you give them flowers. Um, and he says, okay, I can give you flowers. And he punches a question block and pulls out a flower. <laughs> yeah. Gives it to her. Uh, she goes, oh, <laughs> in the subtitle, it says, how's the taste? But really, she means smell. She sniffs it and grows into a giant. Yeah. Uh, basically, the mushrooms in Mario. Yeah. The, um, you know the 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 intent of the creators here all over the place there's like a weird psa that just happened five seconds ago and now we're like getting it to <laughs> giantist fetishes it's yes. like it's it's going all over the place yeah and he's like i'm under your skirt <laughs> she calls him a pervert he says no you grew big not me he grows big they sit down and are having a conversation again and she says well if you wanted to and she kind of just alludes to sex but you can't do that what do you do in the future and he's like oh we have this pill it's even funnier than sex, <laughs> which I love the idea. I'm again, assuming that's a mistranslation and it's like meant to be more fun than or yeah. better than or Enjoyable. whatever. Yeah. But instead they say funnier. I love the idea that in the future they're like tittering boys and they just think of <laughs> sex since no one's allowed to have it. They're just like, Oh, sex. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But, so she takes this mystery drug from the stranger from the future. And it's like straight up LSD or ecstasy yeah. or something. Yeah. They're getting like elated. Um, they are she like flashes kind of, the camera, her panties multiple times. Yeah. Um, they're kind of like kind of fooling around with one another a little bit and just kind of like, Hey, how's it going huh and then at this point yeah it cuts away from being inside the arcade game and goes back outside to the the arcade itself some random just, guy <laughs> just looks over at the screen and he's like huh and sees these two people like you know Which, kind of like fooling around from his perspective are the mario brothers <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of it that way. <laughs> and like the actual 8-bit sprites, just like yeah. this weird like Custer's Revenge thing happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then he starts calling people over. He's right. like, hey, check this out. And so there's at this point a gaggle of people staring at this arcade screen, watching these people, you know, kind of about to get down. Fool around in some way. Yeah. In, in the fucking Super Mario game. And then it goes back inside. Well, and then they're like they're they're messing around it's like they're basically like tickling one another is like what the actual yeah, like pantomime yeah. is they're like tickling each other and standing next to one another there's a koopa or like a facsimile of it's just it's just a turtle like it's not mm -hmm. even it's just a turtle and then the turtle like walks up to them and like hits both of them and so they shrink back down to regular size mm -hmm. and then like a timer shows up in the corner of the screen like in super mario brothers and mm -hmm. it ticks down to zero and it teleports them out of the game um and they're standing in the middle of the crowd that was watching them about to get nasty <laughs> and they're all like ha, 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 ha. and then they go home and maybe bang we're not sure unclear yeah un unsure uh, it, it certainly is implied but it's not explicit which is the right way to do that i think yeah um if you're if you're gonna have a sex plot whatever sure <laughs> if you were to say have a sex, i honestly was so never mind i don't want to get into that um mm. but <laughs> the i'm so curious where you were about to go with that Please i was just gonna say explain. with the expl almost explicit nature of some of the stuff i wouldn't be surprised if there is like a topless scene but glad there was oh. But yeah. I don't want to get to that. Um, I, this movie just didn't. F I never would have predicted it was going there. Because even let's just to clarify, aside from the sexual assault moment earlier, which is awful, even the panty shots here, what she's wearing is not very revealing. 
Like no. they're not like actual panties. She's wearing like a Spanx thing under there. It it feels very relative innocent compared to a lot of the things we've seen in video game movies, which is surprising. Sure. Um, but also still obviously teasing. Uh, anyway, so, they, so after they have this weird sexual subplot that takes place in another <laughs> in a different video game they in ripped a off. Video game. <laughs> they what happens from here? So there's this is part of the like montage of events, but the big thing is where it comes down to the final part of that montage is the sporting event. There's like a a school sports day where they're doing various events, and in order to win them, uh. They, they promote the use of steroids. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dalsim gives our main character, Old Bag, a, uh, a a disc of some kind that he consumes. He, he, he gives them three discs, and each of the discs has printed on top of uh, the labels printed on them. It's a it's a portrait of Dalsim. It's a portrait of Vega, and it's a portrait of Guile. Yeah, and he's like, eat these discs; they will give you our powers. And so yes. he proceeded. He proceeds to take the Vega disc and shove it in his mouth, this this mini CD ROM, and crunches mm-hmm. it. And then he grows a ponytail. Like you Vega. know how technology works. <laughs> yeah, in the future, future tech. All future tech is edible. That's why they yes. eat shoes. Yes, they just eat any matter. Um, I mean, that's kind of what they do. So it is it is internally consistent logic. Right. He um, grows a ponytail like Vega in the video game, but, but not, not like Vega, Vega <laughs> in this movie. I, I think Vega has the ponytail in the first scene, but not after he's like. But this a, is like acclimated. a very long braided yeah. ponytail. Like right. Jedi Padawan, um, which yeah. I guess also isn't accurate to like how it is in the video game. But at the very least, they show him. They don't really show a ponytail yeah. on this character for most of the movie yeah um he does have like the long ponytail in the games though oh does he i thought it was yeah. like kind of like a shorter it, like, no it throws thing. over his shoulder and everything in like oh, the original okay. like 90 street fighter well um, ignore me then that's okay <laughs> so so he crushes these yeah. events even with the bullies team trying to cheat doesn't matter dulcim does help him a little bit by breathing fire on they try to glue his shoes to the track Dulcie yeah. melts the glue and urges him on the fire. fire. Yeah. Um, but the point is he wins, he crushes these events, which leaves the dejected um uh bully to uh find the the future bastards, which one more cut we didn't think to, to include here. In the future, we go back to the future for a moment. The general bison has just decided to stop being in prison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, he has been imprisoned this whole movie. Now his goons free him, and he says, "I'm going back in the past to kill the judge myself." <laughs> so no one was trying to kill the judge before; they were only trying to brainwash him into letting Bison yes. off. Right. This will kill the judge before he ever becomes a judge. Meaning Bison's case will just get assigned to someone else. <laughs> right? Exactly. What does this do to the timeline? I don't understand the por- the purpose of it, but whatever. Bison also goes, because they they say in this movie that determinism predeterminism yes. is a thing the, they explicitly the say the way it will right because yeah. old bag is like I, as a reward for me helping you guys find the judge i want i want to be he says it's like i want a bunch of money i mm-hmm. want this girl to really like me or girls or i, I want like a bunch of women yes and, and i, I want to be, be three inches taller <laughs> i want to be three inches taller and they're both and, and, and the people from the future are like 
We're not like fairies, you know. Like we can't, we don't grant wishes. Like what the yeah. fuck do you think is happening here? Um, and he's and they're also like we can't change your future. Like whatever's you know has been deemed to happen will always happen. Which means mm-hmm. that no matter what Bison does is going to like he's still going to be in print. Like not a, what? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, un- it's it's kind of like time travel is pointless unless you're creating alternate timelines or your goal at this point, maybe from Bison's perspective is to go back and just live in that past. And also you hate the judge. So you're going to kill him. Yes. Your past will become your future. (laughs) Yes. Um, so he runs into Bison and the bastards, uh, which fucking, that should be a band name right there. Bison and the bastards. Um, Runs into them in the arcade, I think, of all places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bully, the bully goes back. I want to call him Goose because he reminds me of Goose from Skyward Sword. Okay. Um, but who is the bully? The yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes, he goes, and basically we get the school, the schoolyard bully teams up with the future bastards. Yeah. And, so their, and their plan is you go to this school, just like the just like the future cops plan. You go to this school, so you're gonna help us find the judge while he's young. And also to help that plan go along, just like the school, which we didn't even talk about, Guile became a teacher in this fucking movie yeah. and hits on a child <laughs> who fantasizes a full pop song in the middle of this movie. Um, but in, in that same sequence or mirroring that exact same sequence, Ken is going to become a teacher. Um, yes. so God, oh, there's so many scenes in this movie. I, I'm going to start rushing through some scenes. They, okay. the next day, I, Guile also built a bomb. I just want to say that Guile yeah, built a bomb. <laughs> they prove yeah, Cause they, they're like, how, how do you, uh, you, you want to be a teacher. Do you know chemistry? And he says, oh, yeah, I know chemistry. And they're like, can you show us some chemistry? Do you know how to make a bomb? <laughs> and he pulls out like a mini nuke and leaves it on the desk. And they're like, oh, God, okay, you can have the job. Just get this thing out of here. And his response, I won't care, and walks away. <laughs> okay. Um, so next day at school, uh, Sagat and somebody else are harassing the uh, female love interest characters of the main character and uh, <laughs> Sagat I think kicks her in the chest and like launches her across I think it's I think it's the the secondary love interest the one that he's like no longer interested in now no, it's he's not any it's, friend. yeah yes it is it is the one that he that old bag had a crush on that is with the bully but the one yeah. who humiliated him in the beginning that's how we should right. refer to her yes um, he kicks her across the like school parking lot, like he kicks a her friend huge distance. Oh, okay. Right. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, Ken shows up now having cut his hair sort of, uh, we'll get into that. Uh, Ken with short hair shows up, defeats Sagat just as a display to be like, here I am. I'm the good savior. All the kids will like me now. Right. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't need to be done at all. The except fucking idea that these fucking people from the future, instead of just coming down with their hover motorcycles and their yeah. brain chip implanted powers and just like fucking cutting a swath of blood through the past people that can't hold a f- candle to them and getting what they wanted. They instead devise a plan to infiltrate a yes. fucking public school and impress teenagers in order to find this person <laughs> that they need to get. So we're we're over halfway through the movie at this point. 
and this is the the first time they answer why no one can find this one fucking kid is because in this school no one on the registry has that name the name of right. the judge which do you have that written down yes uh the name being uh huti hung okay he is not on the registry anywhere so somebody must have a different name that becomes that name is basically they're going like, well, does he have a different, do you have any one with the same last name and that kind of thing? They're, they're trying to figure that out. Um, this, the only reason for this is because Ken and Guile have a mirrored plot here in this movie. Um, the girl who likes Guile also starts to like Ken, um, gets in a car with him and drives away Guile sees that, realizes that the, you know, the, the future bastards are in town, um, chases after them. Oh, I'm sorry. I almost skipped Vega getting, uh, yeah. that's maybe <laughs> like, uh, God damn, there's so much. Vega is in class sleeping and they've set up earlier in the movie that even in his sleep, he can deflect any projectile thrown at him. A teacher had to wake him up and he just blocked them all. So... Ken, being Vega's like equal uh, in combat and knows his moves, throws a book at him, but at the same time hides three needles under the book so that when Vega reaches up to catch the book, the needles keep going, stick into his armpit. These are rejuvenate needles, which will reduce your brain to that of a child and eventually kill you. Of course. So Vega is out of the, the picture for a little while while his brain is being uh infantized yeah. as, it, as it's being benjamin button there you go <laughs> um so guile sees vega knows that he needs to help him then sees the girl getting taken away by ken surfs a car to chase after them they suddenly cut to <laughs> night it must have been late in the day this happened i guess sure yeah because now it's nighttime they arrive at 8 12 this universe's version of 7-eleven <laughs> which the girl explains is the place that all the kids go to make out Yes, so. <laughs> this, this convenience store parking lot. Yeah, um, is the makeout hill, and we get the best scene in the movie, I think, here because Guile jumps off of the car, does a Jedi mind trick on the car driver to say, uh, "You know, I don't need to pay you for your ride," um, and the fight begins. Ken uh, grows his hair back out in an instant. It just like poof, it's there again. <laughs> yes. Um, becomes like video game ken they throw energy blasts at each other sonic crescents and hadoukens um destroy this 812 this gas station we were both super impressed by like because i mean like the special effects like we said like it's a lot of dummies being thrown it's a lot of like wire foo like very cheap wire foo and Mm -hmm. they just demolish this set like they tear this set apart they are like they're fighting inside and they're like knocking down all of all of the aisles all the shelving and everything and at some point someone gets thrown outside or they throw a woman through the front door first. Yeah. Ken is a jerk to women in this movie. There's a lot of violence against women on, on the part of Ken in this movie, but he like shoots someone with like a mini Hadouken and it throws her through like the glass doorway, the, uh, the glass entrance. And then they're like fighting each other and knocking shit over. And then they go outside and fight. And then they're like throwing cars at one mm-hmm. another at some point and, and ken, ken throws a car yeah over his overhead throws yeah a full car into the gas station and it yeah. explodes with guile in there um and, and we there's get, like a wide shot of like the yeah. car or like a full-size car going into this 812 
and it's really hard to tell if it's like a model set yeah. that they're destroying. That, or... That's the thing, because I'm pretty convinced it is a model, but it looks good enough that I'm like, Fuck, yeah, is it? Like, it's I'm the, pretty it's sure the car it is. scene. It's the car scene that really gets me because the car like cleaves into the roof with like guile <laughs> on one side of it, and it's like you could obviously do that with like a model or a dummy or all that stuff, but like the the model ca- the car looks realistic enough that it doesn't seem like a model. What it says to me is this director just knows what he's doing, right? Or maybe a cinematographer, or maybe a cameraman. Somebody was really on point with this stuff. Yeah. And and like working on a budget still pulled off some great right. shots. Or um, this was the first scene they shot and they blew all their money on this. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And the rest of the movie is like, well, I guess we're dealing with crash test dummies and b- volleyballs that's, for the that's rest of hilarious. it. That's pretty hilarious. So Guile is trapped like he's like inside car parts like fused around him like an iron maiden almost yeah and he's dying literally dying and the girl comes up um who is in love with him from school and is also you know was infatuated with ken for a moment but she chooses him she says something about how she'll i I, I can't remember if she says it here or sometime later but how she'll never love anyone else or something like that and she gives him a kiss and then we get like a video game power bar come up right. on the side of the screen and rises from zero to full and yeah. Guile super sands and charges up. Um, and his hair goes back straight because it had yes. like fallen down when yes. he got like super damaged. It was all over his face. And then they they carry on the fight by going out to the parking lot and each of them gets on either side of a row of cars and they just start pushing cars yeah. and collecting other like one car hits another car like hits it's another a fucking car. monster truck rally <laughs> yeah. and so they're ramming at each other at maximum speed with this row of cars and the cars hit and they like collapse into each other but guile was just a little bit stronger and he comes out of that like blasting force through the cars to hit ken throw him back um and he has momentarily at least won the fight mm-hmm. and while he holds ken pinned to the car hood uh with his boot uh says give me the antidote for vega and when ken refuses instead of like crushing his skull he gets down on his hands and knees and says please he's my friend like he turns into a baby and he's just like please i know that you work for bison and you don't fear death but this is my best friend just give me the antidote and ken says no and like throws him away and uh and it seems like the movie's at its sullen point its lowest point um the sister who is uh, in love with Vega takes him back to the arcade and they're going to have their final moments where he explains like, I'm regressing so much. I'm going to die. I'm turning into yeah. a baby. They agree to get I'm married. Reaching the proof point. They, they agree to get married while he's in this debilitated state. Right. Um, and just as he's about to die, Ken shows up and throws needles into him and says, that's the antidote. <laughs> yeah so well, first he shows up is there's like a long shot of him at the other end of the arcade and they're like look yeah. out it's ken and they dodge out of the way as he's throwing something again and all these bystanders get impaled with needles yes. and they're yeah. like ah and then he teleports behind them on the other side of the arcade and ken's like no 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 this is the good needle yeah and he throws it again and it hits vega and it like heals him Yes. And Vega's like, I'm cured. And then there's like a joke where Guile pretends to be a... No, Guile- he doesn't pretend. He got stuck with one of the needles. So the needle like made Vega's mind go forward, right? Like from being a baby. Yeah, yeah. But Guile had never been stuck with the poison. So he gets the cure and he ages rapidly as a result. 
so he's like turning into an old man. But that has to be a joke, though, because they, it is a never, joke. Okay, uh, I, you know, I think it's real in the context of the movie. Okay, but this movie uses cartoon logic where you can set sure. something up and then just drop it if you need to. Got it. Yeah. So he like, has like a, he has like a Fu Man shoe now. He's got like a old man yeah, mustache. And like wrinkles. Yeah, but it's it's purely for the moment. It it does not yeah. last. Um, not and you could just say he it, had a small enough dose or something, or the right. ignoring isn't. the people that just got impaled with full <laughs> dosages that are like <laughs> decaying on the floor now. Yeah. Um. So we we've saved Vega. We're at a happier point in the movie. They are going to have a birthday party for our hero, Old Bag. He I guess mm-hmm. is twenty nine now. And <laughs> happy at birthday. his birthday at his birthday party. Uncle Frank comes back with mom. Uncle Richard, please. Uncle, oh my God, Uncle Richard, I'm so sorry. Uh, Uncle Richard comes back with mom and uh, explains that I, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm not fully sure, but I think they're getting married. Yeah, which, she says we're getting married. Okay, thank you. I wasn't fully positive. So if they're getting married, that will uh, change their last name, of course, or their yeah. their surname, which is first in that uh, culture. Uh, so he will become, do you have it written down? Yeah. So instead of being um, Chan Tai Hung, he will then change his name to Yu Tai Hung. Which is which the is name of the, of judge the judge that they've been looking for the entire movie. <laughs> and then he goes, and then he like starts shaking like very quickly, like out of fear. And he's like, my name will be this. My name will be this. And he like looks at his mom. He's like, mom, they're going to change my name. And she's like, I'm the judge of gonna- the future. <laughs> <laughs> without any of them knowing what yeah the mom has no idea yeah but i do love this i love that the mom dating somebody which was like seemingly a throwaway comedy scene fully comes back to be important to the plot i do think we're idiots for not picking up on the name sooner in my mind i had already just like coded him as old bag and i wasn't (laughs) gonna think of him as anything else once he introduced himself as that but his name obviously is similar to the name of the main character. I mean, from the first shot you see him, you assume he's yeah. going to be the judge. Like that's right. that's just movie, and, you know, right. trope storytelling. You just and then expect, it's forty five minutes of misdirection, and then it yeah circles back. But they fully got me because I really didn't think it was him anymore. And then they drop this bombshell, and it's so obvious, but it it worked. Um, so they explained to him like, hey, well, if you're the judge, and now they're here to kill you, we're going to have to protect you but also we should probably make you super powered <laughs> um which has been an option all along apparently <laughs> right uh, like permanently super powered not just eat a disc and have it for the sports match um and in order to do that uh it, it is funny they're like well will it hurt to get superpowers and he's like no it totally won't and gives the sister something um to start her off like show her as an example i guess but also to have her help fight and she fully transforms into a almost video game accurate Chun Li. She even does yep. the like yata jump and like bends her legs out, you know, yeah. um, with a black outfit instead of black a outfit, blue one. but it's still like stylized. She's got the like the the bracelet with the spikes on it, the big chunky bracelet. Um, I think of it as like Bowser bracelets, <laughs> but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so he he reluctantly agrees that he'll take superpowers to help. And they're, they they give him this like uh, jawbreaker sized ball that they have yeah. to shove up his nostril <laughs> into his brain. Yeah, to reprogram his brain, and they do it. 
Um, well, there's an effect shot that I really like because yes. like, Guile or Dulcie like shove it into his nose. You think, oh, they're going to do like a cutaway and cut back and it's going to be gone. But they cut to his face and his face they, is they like have, bulging wide nostril. <laughs> right. They've made they've cosmetically like made this giant nose nostril that can fit the ball in it. And it's like kind of upsetting because it's like it real is. enough to get you. But it's also fake enough that it looks like deformed in some way. It's like um Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall when he pulls the tracking device out of his nose and there's that shot where he's like got this nasty glowing tracker in his nostril and he's yanking it except it's like four times the size of that right so it's so much more upsetting of from that being already upsetting it's so much worse um but uh he doesn't immediately get superpowers the way his sister does and they just say his brain has to mix it with courage (laughs) (laughs) and he has none so he'll figure it out um and so they are gonna go to the school but right before they leave the mom shows up and they're like like, we need we need more fighters who are we going to recruit yeah and they're like don't she'll be useful (laughs) right so cut to final sequences of the movie now uh they are at the school and uh and Bison is there. He has taken over the headmaster's office, which Dylan loved. Because <laughs> the headmaster comes onto the school grounds and everyone's acting weird. Like people are like fighting each other in like the courtyard. Some I think at one point, like one kid has been like tied to the front gates, like the front metal mm-hmm. gates, and people are kicking soccer balls at yeah. him. And he's like, What is going on? It's bad there there is a row of students that are standing in the front front courtyard that all have about like a dozen cigarettes shoved into their mouths and like put over their ears and into their ears and nostrils. And he's like, don't you know there's no smoking on school grounds? And they're all wearing signs <laughs> like end of the world, end is nigh kind of signs, but they all say we can't stop smoking. And he's like, what's the <laughs> meaning of this? And he like runs up to his office and sitting at his desk just in this fucking, again, it's a fucking high school. It's not like the goddamn like president of the united it's not the right. oval office we're it's talking just about high school a future military crime lord and his seat of power is i'm gonna take over this high school <laughs> that's right and he swings the door open and sitting down is bison aided by i i can't remember which i think it's it's not E-Honda. honda no e honda is not in there oh because he's not in the room right because he has to show up in 10 seconds in the weirdest fucking way uh yeah. so whoever sagat or whoever's there yes yeah, sagat that's who it is they they tell the principal that they're taking over the principal tries to run out of the room and he bumps into e honda at the door and then we get this like camera perspective shot from him that just e honda opens his mouth and hangs out his tongue and just leans into the camera lens right and it's just like oh what is it i feel violated as a viewer <laughs> why is this happening to me because the implication here is the reason everyone all the students and everyone are acting wild is because they have inserted the brain chips into the entire school population yeah and now they're just like running around acting wacky and they say comply with our demands which is basically just you know, uh, surrender power to us again of this fucking high school. Right. Otherwise, we'll the make power you, do you it. don't have at all. Right. I'm going to take from you. Otherwise, we're going to force you to do it by inserting this chip into your brain. And they yeah. like pull one out to show what it looks like. And it's like just a regular like microchip that yeah. you'd see on like a 80s computer. Um, and 
they do it they yeah and so like they put the microchip in him and now he's acting all wacky and they're like running around like yakety sacks might as well be playing or like benny hill music and they're just like fucking just running around doing stupid shit and then that's when like you know, it would be a fighting movie if there wasn't a, uh, you know, a military presence of some kind. So <laughs> right. then the school gets surrounded by like cops and people in, you know, militarized Tactical uniform. Gear. Yeah. Right. And they, you know, they're, they're nothing to M. Bison right. and, yeah. and the future bastards. His, his power is insane. He like at some point explodes. Oh, it's earlier in the movie maybe, but uh, he explodes into flames and just like crashes into a group of his enemies and they all explode and die around him. This is this is just fluff of action sequence, which is fun, but uh, not really plot crucial. Yeah. What we get to is the heroes arriving on scene. Um, they are there. They kind of split up to help detain this or not, to, to, to defuse the situation, I guess, and and work down the fights. Um, we get Sagat versus the sister as Chun-Li. So Chun-Li yes. has become Chun-Li. And while they're fighting, it's uh, apparently this fight was like directly mirrors the Jackie Chan Chun Li fight that the director had done in City Hunter. Oh, really? So it's like a lot of the same moves and stuff, which you could just say is the Chun Li move set, I guess, being sure. p- portrayed. Yeah, um, this is where they really get really fast and loose with like my dummy wire foo because there's a point where chun Li does her like spinning as a top like on her head spinning kick yeah. and it's just plainly like a dummy like a mannequin that's just like crafted <laughs> to be in that position in and then they just spin her around a bit hovering in air yeah um so she fights sagat but it doesn't even seem like she needs the help, but she calls for help and her mom arrives as a second Chun-Li. <laughs> as another Chun-Li in the red <laughs> uniform. Yeah, which the two of them just destroy him, which is fantastic. Um, then are there other little fights here worth like any any beats worth mentioning before we get to final um, fight? No. Okay. So we all line up collectively together. All of the heroes are in a like a probably like a car deck, like a parking deck um, with M. Bison. Where you want all your climatic final fights. Of course. Yes. Um, And they they uh, they start fighting him. But as the fight begins in leaps, uh, Uncle Richard in like green face paint big orange hair well i guess before we see him we see a big rubber ball hit by some yeah, and shoot like electricity a at him beach ball <laughs> yeah slam hits him into him hits him with electricity and then that lands and it's uncle richard in green face paint big red orange hair and like just a foam vest on i don't know what yeah. else you would call it like but it, just but like, like body spandex green body spandex it's supposed over top to of be it. yeah it's supposed to be like blanca's bulky muscles but it's just it's just foam and and thin fabric it looks so terrible and yet i i love it because this <laughs> it leads might this still leads, look better than the 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 other street fighter live action <laughs> right blanca. right this leads to them uh, uh, blanca fully converts into a sphere again uh not just curling up like he does in the video games but like right. a rubber beach ball and all of the heroes do their moves on the beach ball to kick it around the room to bounce it off M. Bison. And every time it hits M. Bison, it electrocutes him. Um, and we get all of these interstitched cuts that are supposed to be locked in on the face of Blanca slash Uncle Richard. And they've just got to make it seem like he's a ball. 
he has stuck his hands and his face through like a curved piece of foam. Right. <laughs> and he's just holding his face there and going, ah, <laughs> yeah, sure, la, 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 la. <laughs> and then it'll like zoom out and he's like, or cut to a zoom out shot. And he's just the rubber ball again, bouncing around. It's like the kind of like fan film, like fake film you would see on like an episode of like 30 rock or community or something. Yeah, where it's like, like, like it's a joke. Yeah. But, and it is. It is a joke. It's a parody, but it's such a right. well like it's such a lovingly made parody. It um, also reminds me of those memes uh like like the cheap cosplay where it's just like things people find around the house to make insert any character, you know. Sure. Yeah. Like uh like you get like a t-shirt and get like the snake eyes mask that you make out of a t-shirt and then you put you don't have a sword, so you get a knife, but hold it close to the frame so it looks taller. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, um, there's also, uh, within the context of the movie, Blanca is referred to as Green Wolf. Yes. And there, yes. there, there is a second where he comes onto frame. He like unfurls himself and stands there and he's like and also i'm here green wolf You're and like, then it what cuts took you so long <laughs> but it also cuts to bison and bison's like green wolf as if he knows who that is right. but they're in the past <laughs> right this is a character maybe he's researched him because the past is determined like sure. time is determined so this yes. happened i must know my bison enemies should have known that <laughs> he and couldn't win yeah um, it's there's some shit it's, so yeah it's final ridiculous. fight they they try to fight bison and they realize that they well they, can't... they kick blanca away <laughs> right <laughs> <by> accident. Yes. <laughs> yes he's like ah then like goes into like some bushes or something yeah um but yeah they they are they're winning against bison but when they like throw him against the wall he like flattens out and i think it's supposed to look kind of like a liquid terminator shot like he's like a little bit embedded in the wall but he's also like literally flattened out and kind of metal is showing yeah um and he leaps off the wall and they've got him in a suit that just makes him look like a big flat blob and he like still attacks everybody and knocks into them but this is also when our hero finally rises up and unveils and actually technically this happened slightly before this a moment before we did skip it but our our main character who is the judge who has the giant ball shoved up his nose unveils his street fighter persona which is not a street fighter <laughs> character at all instead he becomes son goku some weird dragon ball z goku character who is super strong super fast i mean all the attributes of a goku so basically a superman yeah um and he shows up in this fight Wearing his his blue gi this might be like a capsule corp uh yeah uniform. i don't know I'm not, I'm i don't sure. know the the lore but but it's got um, the big it's got the big character on on the on the chest he is straight up dragon ball no doubt regardless mr dragon balls here mr dragon balls uh and also during this fight once they have flattened m bison and he still can fight and then regenerates into his his form off camera because they don't have the liquid metal terminator budget yeah Um, this isn't even my final form yeah ken shows up and explains you can't beat him this way he's a robot he has to be broken to pieces. <laughs> so you can't just pummel him. You have to fully separate him. Uh-huh. Uh, so- and this leads to a big team-up attack. Dalsim stretches his arms and wraps around M. Bison and like holds him in place. Um, uh, I can't remember what anyone else does except for Vega and 
son goku slash the judge slash whatever character names old, old bag. bag yeah uh old bag charges up his goku power blast dragon ball z power blast his his kamehameha or whatever um at the feet of vega who has previously in this film demonstrated two abilities he can leap at you in like a vertical line and he can also rotate his wrist with his blade hand to make like a ginsu right, uh, like blender. A blender yeah um so goku launches the dragon ball power at vega's feet vega flies through the air faster than he ever has with his spinning hand digs and bores through m bison leaving a like a body-sized hole in the middle of m bison that he goes through at which point guile shows up with the, the bomb he made the bombs <laughs> and he says something like nuclear weapon or something and shoves it into bison's chest yeah they all it's like, run it's, away it's very like the evangelion thing where it's like he's palming the base of the missile as he mm. like shoves it through like like an n2 mine in that one evangelion episode and just shoves it through the you know the chest cavity of m bison um it all it all comes back together yes Nick. like it, every, every i mean it's amazing how much does genuinely pay Chekhov's off in this movie nuke and we really didn't even touch on everything that pays off, I don't think. Yeah. But, like, it's there. They do a good job for most of these things. Um, so they destroy Bison yes. that way. They this blow nuclear weapon turns out only has the explosive capabilities of a conventional explosive and yeah. blows up. It, it only blows up one man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we cut to back at the house. It's nighttime. This is the point where they established at the beginning of the movie in two weeks, the par- portal will open up again and we'll have to go back to the future. And uh, now we've dealt with some characters who have fallen in love. Ken and uh, the schoolgirl, which is, you know, an age thing that Ken seems to do in every iteration of Ken, I guess uh, they're in love. And uh, um, I thought you Vega. Vega. Ve- yeah. Although it was Vega and a girl and Guile and a girl. Oh, you're I'm sorry. Shit. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right, start over. Start over. So you have so there's Guile um with uh uh what was it? Uh the 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 girlfriend of the the bully, the, the cr- angel of crab. The bully. Yeah. Crab angel. Yeah, cr- crab, crab angel. Crab angel. And then uh uh Vega is in love with uh Old Bag's uh sister, sister. who is Chun-Li now. Yeah. Um, and then you also have Blanca and the other Chun-Li. <laughs> who, right. They get to stay together. They're fine. Yeah. But but the idea is these characters do have to return to the future. So they're mm-hmm. going to be separated from their loves. Right. And everybody's sad, but they won't cry except for Dalsim, who is crying. And they ask him why. And it's because and they're like, even the people who, who have to give up their partners aren't crying and he's like yeah that's why i couldn't get a girl in the future and i couldn't get one in the past um but interrupting their their moment here the portal opens up ryu comes through now finally sent back in time and they say yeah yeah we know we gotta go and he says nope actually super saiyans have invaded 1993 and right. I need you to fight them, and I'm You're here to help. You're telling me everyone's talking about this Dragon Ball show <laughs> in the '90s. I tell you what, they're just invading. It's tsunamis always talking about. It. Go to school, they're talking about it. It is the most disappointing sequel setup that doesn't pay off. I so want more of this. Like, I'm genuinely in love with this movie. 
the fact there's so much that leads to me liking something it's it's the fact that it's low budget but was done with so much care it's the fact that we only discovered it because of this podcast and i would never have known about it otherwise so it's like you're welcome surprise hit. you're welcome like, I genuinely love this movie. I, I want to watch more of what this director has done now, having seen he had a very prolific career and is still making movies. Um, and and I, I really wish there was a Future Cops 2 or some, you know, whatever name you want to give it. This yeah. was great. Um, so they they all excitedly do a pose in front of the camera uh, and, and it freeze frames, just like the other Street Fighter movie that comes out a year later after this one with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I thought it was fantastic. It's so much better than the American Street Fighter movie. It's it's fun. It's goofy. It didn't. It took characters and used them as icons. It didn't use them as literal representations of those characters, which would have been boring. Yeah. Um. Man, I think what a happy time. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you missed it, Joe. Yeah. The one I, good video it's game. So movie. funny. I don't blame him for being like, this isn't in our agreement. <laughs> like we, <laughs> I reread we, my contract. Yes. <laughs> we we definitely went off our normal, you know, page here and we picked something that we thought was gonna be bad. Like we thought we were gonna hate this and laugh at it. Like love it love hating it, yeah. I guess. I just genuinely and earnestly love this. Like it's I fun. am not disappointed at all. That's the one descriptor for it. It's fun. Yes. It's not it's, a great movie in the sense that like this is not going to win any or what you know I wouldn't have won any awards and it, it's not like life changing storytelling by any stretch of the you know it's it's bad storytelling really except that the one thing good storytelling does is pay off what it sets up and this does that so just that it it successfully hits all those points um, and has fun the whole way there's genuinely good comedy throughout this movie I love it. I, like, I love it by contrast of how much I was going to hate it, <laughs> but before we started, mm-hmm. uh, probably is the real answer there, but yeah. I, I really did like it. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, subtitled only, yeah. uh, but it's, 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 it's very good. Yeah. This is definitely a movie. If it were dubbed, it would be easier because it's hard to pull a subtitled movie out for friends to be like hey let's watch this goofy movie and have fun with it Mm -hmm. but but it has the feel of a party movie at least you know like if if you if you had a dubbed version it would definitely be a party movie unfortunately that doesn't exist um but if you want the feel of a party movie while you're hanging out alone that could be cool (laughs) what is quarantine but a party where you're alone (laughs) yeah uh all right nick any final thoughts on I, I just would say go check it out. It's fun. It's a good yeah. time. It's good. Um uh, since since Joe isn't here, I will I will respect his his uh absence by giving this movie a two out of ten. Of course you will. <laughs> in in, in, oh, in damn. it's another requirement by attract mode law. Yeah. I give and, Joe a two out of ten. How about that? Oh shit. Yeah, this is the attract mode beef war. Beef war, <laughs> beef wars, beef wars beef. have begun. <laughs> beef cops. <laughs> um, yeah, beef to the All future. Right. All right, you ready to watch some Pokemon? Oh God, <laughs> hey, yeah. Pokemon's good. All right, Pokemon. I I like the first movie much more than I expected to. Hopefully, I will continue to like them. These will these are good ones. I'm I'm ready. I have I got my ancient Mew card ready to oh show boy. off. That's for, right. 
for us only for yeah only for the people you do the podcast with and not anyone else exactly all right Um, well well nick i enjoyed this one-off that we had this uh special time between you and me very unexpected good time yeah and we'll see you next time for pokemon the movie 2000